Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You know, I, I think it's a blessing for these guys to not see the mountaintop and end like this. Because when you've been there and you've seen it, like, it's a lot more depressing. So for me last year, we just won a Super Bowl. We didn't even have, you know, exit meetings or anything like that. We were celebrating, you know, parades and, you know, all of that stuff. And, you know, I think once you've experienced that and then you don't uh, make it to the playoffs or you don't have the type of success that you want in the playoffs, like it's, it's tougher, I feel like. For 31 teams, they're gonna, 31 teams in the National Football League are going to feel like this. It's Von Miller. If he stayed healthy, did he have a look at Defensive Player of the Year? Um, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, and Chris Jones. He was he would have been what fourteen, fifteen sacks, sixteen. I mean, we were just looking at the Eagles, and was it Hassan Reddick had sixteen sacks, and yeah. he didn't get nominated. Yeah, that's right. Maybe I, I might have I might lean no, but I wouldn't rule it out. We just also got comeback player of the year finalists. Okay. Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. Geno Smith wins that. That's got to be Geno Smith. Get out of here with Christian McCaffrey. He's, al- <laughs> he's, he's always awesome. Oh, was he hurt? He was hurt last year. He okay. Was it the whole year though? No. Okay. Well, they missed five games last year. Barkley and um and McCaffrey. They played most of the year, didn't they? Good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy White and uh, Jody Biasi. Sean McDermott, a finalist for head coach of the year along with four others, Kyle Shanahan, Nick Sirianni, Doug Peterson, and Brian Dable. Those are your finalists for Coach of the Year. We we Do we get MVP soon? I think we're going to get MVP soon, yeah. We it, got, we're going to get everything else. We got offensive, it, defensive, comeback, coach, so assistant coach. It'll be Mahomes and Hurts. Is Allen's making the final three? Um, is Justin Jefferson he, making the final three? I think Allen was second in the odds when the season ended. And remember, it's a regular season award, so the voting would have concluded two weeks ago. Uh-huh. So he could be a I finalist. He could be a finalist. All right, well, he, I, he's not going to win it. Mahomes is going to win it. But keep you up, keep you up. Sorry, keep you updated on that. I'll tell a quick story before we get back to your is this, the, is this the scare? This is the scare. Okay. This is the scare. So a little, little fun story for, well, for me to tell everybody. So last night my wife is out and I'm watching the twins, both kids. And before bed, it's, you know, rascal time. We're gonna play, we're gonna do stuff, they're gonna run around, they're gonna do everything. And my son, Knox, he's just like any kid that's just about two. He swings a hockey stick, he's he hits things in the house, he <laughs> throws balls, and when he throws uh-huh. it, like he'll pick up a golf ball and throw it and say, I throw. 
<laughs> like that's that's what he does. Yeah, like a real golf ball. Yeah, yeah, like an actual golf ball. Yeah. So, you know, in the house there are some ping pong balls. There are wiffle golf balls. There are balls you'd have like in a ball pit. Those are all fine to throw. Yeah, we generally try to keep the golf balls away because smart. You could do some damage. You could, ah, throw. Could he throw it hard enough to break a window? Yes, he could. And I have thought several times. Got to make sure every time I see a ball that could break something, I got to get that thing out of sight because he's gonna or up on a shelf because in a living room he's looking to rip it. There's a television and like oh yeah, that'd be way worse <laughs> yeah, than a window is if I just walk into the living room and I hear him say ah throw and then just crash. Then, <laughs> so sure enough, last night you know I'm watching I'm, I'm playing zone defense. It's one on two here. Uh-huh. I'm watching the two of them and there's a little wooden ball. That is like the size of a toddler's hand. It's heavy. It's thick. If I threw this ball at you, it would hurt. What right? what is this from? It's a it's wooden like a, ball? Like a little play set. You know, when there's tod- okay. toddler toys, you drop the ball in a hole and slide it here and it makes noise and knocks around like wooden toddler toys. Okay. And last night, you know, I'm just I'm in the room with him and I see him and he's got the wooden ball and he is <laughs> roared back and he's ready. <laughs> and the target in his sights is the television. Oh, no. And He's, what, is he throwing up at the television here? It's not that, it's not mounted on a wall. Like, what are the odds he's actually hitting the TV if he throws 100%. This? He's hitting it. Yeah, he can throw. Yeah. And he's roared back, and I've caught him before, roared back on the television. This time, <laughs> as I see it, was, it, it happening, was... you can picture everything in slow motion. Uh-huh. My head turns, I see him, and it's, <laughs> and I try to get to him, and he, like Josh Allen with a pass rush, he got the throw off. Oh wow! He got the throw off, and this Henry pressure w- bearing yes. down on him. The, the right tackle got beat. Yeah, he stood in, and he stood, and he made that throw. And like Allen, Allen against the Jaguars in his rookie season. Yup, he got that throw off, and that ball wow. hit the TV. Oh no. But wait, you're saying this this was a scare so that didn't end. My no immediately turned into Oh my god <laughs> And I go and I check and like TV's fine. Somehow. I don't know if it hit like the bottom lip and bounced off the Wow. Yeah. So it wasn't like a direct hit, like it, not middle I, of the screen. I consider it a, a miracle that this that I don't have to come in today. Sal tells a story a couple months ago. His son like was playing, and yeah. the Wii controller slipped out, and the TV broke, and like, yeah. and I yeah. felt, you know, so I was talking about that moment and all that, and you know, what like the teachable moment. He's too young to have a teachable moment, other than, dear God, what are you doing? <laughs> right. So yeah, a full. I mean, I swear, I think it hit that television hard, and if that had happened, I mean, I'm sure that. I'm just months, weeks, days away <laughs> from these children able to destroy more things in the house. Sure. Well, I mean, if they're already at the TV, I mean, there's yeah. not much higher yeah. places to go than that. Yeah. I mean, I've been living a life of dogs destroying things, and that's kind of normal. Uh-huh. And now, I mean... You just got rambunctious toddlers just ripping yeah. just, balls of TVs. Right. And so proud of this of these throws. We play yeah. catch, we play he's got, hockey. He's got a little you know, quarterback future. Oh, yeah, like mini sticks, all this stuff. All, all the stuff you play when you're a kid. He's he's getting into all this stuff. And yeah, man, I thought 
during that Sabres game, I thought, like, uh-oh, this is bad. Anyway, so there's my story. I would have probably called in. I would have been so upset. Because <laughs> it's kind of yeah. thing you know, you know, this could happen. You're going to keep an eye out for this. Make sure he doesn't throw a ball into the television. And, you know, he broke contain, and he got the throw off. Yeah, he's always – feels like – is he always looking to break contain? Is this like a constant, like, daily occurrence? There is no contain, yeah. there's it's They live outside of contain, these two. They run around nonstop. Wow. Joe and Brant. Joe, good morning. You're on WGR. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Joe. All right. I've been listening for like a couple of days when I've had chances to, and no one's really touched on this, and it's kind of been bothering me personally watching the team as a fan. Um, I saw that we got pushed around pretty well on the field, and and no one's really questioned the training and conditioning of the players after all the injuries. Is there an off-season workout program? Are these guys required to lift weights and professionally train? I mean, I feel that that's where they failed. McDermott, on the injury front, he did bring up that a lot of their defensive linemen had calf injuries, and it's something that they would look into. Yes, they have an off-season training program. Yes, they lift weights. Yes, they got pushed off the ball and pushed around against Cincinnati. Um, But I assure you that, yes, the football team does lift weights. Yes. Like, they have a top-of-the-line weight room and training facility. It is one thing that happens in football. If you get out-schemed up and down the field, it's going to look like you're soft. It's the way that it works. It's why coaches are in love with running the football. Uh You get a bunch of perfect blocks, even if you are not the bigger, stronger team. Sometimes it requires that. But if it's schemed up perfectly... Or if you out-scheme every, your opponent, you walk all over them. I mean, technique, yeah. run fits. These are. Is there somebody in the hole where he's supposed to be, or did he? You know, if there's a linebacker that's supposed to fill this this gap, and he's not there because he's late. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all your defensive linemen are right. Are are well, they're not strong enough? They didn't lift weights. In reality, they all did their job. It was this guy's job to fill that hole. He didn't. Right, or like point to the the play where Tremaine Edmonds gets like thrown by a tackle. Like Edmonds got picked up by a left ta- the left tackle of the of the Bengals and just got thrown backwards. Could that have just been the defensive end went to the wrong gap? Could there was be. like a mental mistake before it, and now and my linebacker is going up against someone that's got ninety pounds on him, and it looks like I'm soft, even though right. the guy should have never been in that that position in the first place. And I mean, it's all about leverage and technique. On that Edmonds play where he's getting blown up by that tackle, you have one false step, and guess what? You're going for a ride. Yeah. It's not a constant who's the stronger man every microsecond of the moment, who wins it in one moment, and then it's over, and he's going to ride you into the ground. Right. I mean, a pancake block is who loses in a moment. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I But on the injury front and the training, they have had tremendous success and results with their training and with their injuries for like three and a half, four years this year, it did not go that way. And the head coach did indeed say he would look at it. Lou, who is driving. What's up, Lou? Hey, good morning. You know, it. I looked at Frazier's scheme, and if you notice, when we were rushing the passer, all four of our defensive linemen were going towards the middle of the, of the O-line. And then when we blitzed, we are we were Cincinnati's best blocker because they're sending the linebackers through the same gap as the, the defensive tackles, and they're just bouncing off of each other. And then I see Edmonds, the 
the tight end crosses his face. Instead of going with the tight end, he goes to the receiver in that zone, and Jackson's right behind the receiver. And that's when Hurst got wide open for, uh, I think it was about 20 yards. Uh-huh. I don't know what they schemed up, but McDermott, he looks at the game plan. He approves them all. So they got to change something. We, we had no stunts. We didn't run any stunts. Nothing. We, Cincinnati's line looked like a, a Greek phalanx. Can't the no one could move anywhere. What brutal! I don't I don't know how many stunts they ran. I well I noticed them run at least a couple, and they were not working. Um, which might even be more of a criticism of the, of the talent on that defensive line. I don't know. I I there could be something schematically that's wrong there for why they didn't get pressure. On Burrow, I think it's pretty easy to see though. They just they have four defensive linemen that started on Sunday that do not win one on one matchups, and on more than half his oh, no, and on more than half his dropbacks broke out the ball too quick. All, they were double teaming Oliver all day. Okay, then why Rousseau, yeah, well, Basham, and uh, and Tim Settle? Why weren't they getting through? That's my point. What did they do? Nothing. But they I don't one on one with these guys and couldn't beat them. But I don't know that I put that on Frazier. I put that on. Well, these, down- these were guys that they invested in that have not proven to be great pass rushers. I'd like to thank you, Lou, for having me look up Greek phalanx. He said the offensive line was like a Greek phalanx. Uh And I thought, like, I'm not sure I know what that is. And now that I've looked it up, I did know what that was. You know what a Greek phalanx is? I do not know what this is, no. It is, uh, you know, it's like this. I'll show you the picture. It's like a densely packed set of warriors like a forming a line so it's a very okay. good it's a very good term to use for how their offensive line looked because yeah indeed they did one other thing that was pointed out many many times whatever many many times listen to me i saw it on twitter is what i'm trying to say <laughs> put it on many the what would we do without twitter i know right the bengals offense used motion to get the bills into looks that they liked Several times the the motion would go and the backer would move here and mm-hmm. then watch where they run to or watch what they identify. Watch a, they had Jamar Chase doing one of those motion to the backfield swing around. You're worried about him on a swing pass ends up being a run play. Like some point, maybe maybe tonight, maybe today, I'll look for like motion splits. How often did the Bills use motion? Middle of the season, I remember looking that up and they were not as high as they were last year. Like under Dable, they did a lot of it. And again, that was like middle of the season. I remember looking that up and thinking, okay, they're like middle of the pack or even below average. And this happens, you know, this happens to a lot of play callers. You, you, Sean McVay was a genius briefly, and then teams caught up to him, and it didn't go as well. Yep. And then talent fell apart for them too. But one of the things McVay said was he noticed teams catching up to him. Maybe he had some bad lazy tendencies. He he took some of the motion out of his offense and to put it back in motion. You know a lot. A lot of the things you can dress up your offense, and I'm not so sure how much the Bills use that this year. We'll uh, we'll effort that. Nick and Elma. Nick. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey, first want to get on these uh, a lot of these Dorsey apologists I'm hearing here. At Marino, I forget if it's Jim or Joe. But he said he replicated Brian Dable, and I saw nothing of the sort. Like he had Brian Dable's blueprint, and he still failed. Josh Allen had a career high in rushing attempts. That should be decreasing, not increasing. And the only touchdown drive we had against Cincinnati had like three Allen sticks, including the touchdown. I don't want our quarter-billion-dollar quarterback piling into 300-pound linemen to get a touchdown. That's not good offense. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. This is my biggest beef with the offense, too, that 
Like I, I Josh Allen running is not always a bad idea. Running out on the edge and jumping over Traverius Ward, love it. Running out on the edge and he's jumped over like five Chiefs by now. Mm-hmm. Getting out into space, <laughs> getting out into space, making a linebacker miss, and taking on a defensive back, I'm into it. The occasional quarterback sneak when you need it, I'm into it. The second down play on their only touchdown drive was, hey, Josh, run into defensive linemen with all you've got. And I just, to me, those plays, the number of times that they ran Allen in not even like the, you know, the pulling linemen where there's all this room and you are outnumbering and and it's going to be block here, block there. Allen's into space. He's going to make the safety miss or he's going to take the safety on. In those spots, sure. When you're just using him like a fullback, I watch that and I think, I don't think you have any answers. I don't think you have any good ideas. Yeah. I hate those plays. And they worked. Like, that's the other thing. It got them down to the one, and they snuck it in from there. So I end up being a little bit torn because I want you to do what works. I want you to get in the end zone. But if I'm the owner of the team or the GM of the team, I might say, like, you really don't have anything better. You you can't draw up a jet sweep, a swing pass, uh, anything. They didn't run a single trick play all year. Not the whole year. Not, not one. Not the whole year. Dable would do, what, five or six? Yep. Every big game they played, like on they'd prime have, time, they'd have something. They'd have something ready. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I want the whole offense made out of trick plays. I'm not saying I need five, three, six. I don't know. But the whole year, yeah, sure, to me that's a sign about not quite having – I mean, he's a Dorsey apologist. Like, on Dorsey, I don't need him to be fired. I do think a lot of the the the, the – language around why he has to stay is the stuff the stuff you say about any coach well it's important he got an endorsement from his from his players from Allen. Allen said good things like yeah, yeah i watched phil housley get a second year after finishing in dead last and his players said you know it wasn't the coach's fault like kruger same thing yeah like, players endorse coaches and if they're not good enough because they have relationships not to say Ken Dorsey is, you know, like Phil Housley, but the point is just... it's <laughs> a tough one. No, well, but the point but is... No, I, but it's it's right, it, it's the right point, though. Saying that he's endorsed by the players, that doesn't actually mean much. I mean, a lot of guys are. Right. Um, all right, we'll get a break in. More of your phone calls on the other side. 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Coach of the Year, Sean McDermott, is a finalist for Coach of the Year. We're still waiting for the uh, MVP, if in fact that does come out today. Got a lot of the other NFL awards finalists being mentioned so far only mcdermott is uh, on the list jeremy white sneaky joe dibiase here on wgr worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I actually, uh, I got cleared. I got cleared. So next game, I was going to be able to go out there and play. This is the most unique season obviously I've ever been a part of uh, just you know working working my way back to just be a part of this team and go out there and try to help in any way I could and then to come you know get into the playoffs and like I told you guys struggling for a little bit after surgery and then you know getting some good news from the doctor about my recovery and you know getting to the point where I finally got to last week to to get cleared um, late in the week and know that you know we have the possibility to win this game I'm out there Micah Hyde said he was cleared to play but didn't get enough practice time and he would have played next week. What might have been? Would have been an incredible comeback. Yes. Neck injury that would have knocked him out. What a year, right? for next year, though. Hey, how many games are you playing? The first one, the second one, and then the last two. That's what it really could have been. Yeah. Two games to start, two games to end if they've, you know, go on to win the Super Bowl and make it that far. It is wild. Like one thing I'll I'll say about like the press conference yesterday from Brandon being asked about the gap between the Bills and Bengals. Mm-hmm. I'm really you know, we're talking about all the things I think the Bills need and how they get better. I'm not really here to listen to any sort of gap. Did did you did you see Kevin you mentioned Kevin Cole earlier on something else? Did you see his tweet on this? On Bean talking about Right, a gap between the Bills and the Bengals. It is worth pointing out. Like, the odds are what they are, but there are odds out there for next year's Super Bowl, and the Bills are tied for the best odds, and the Bengals are fifth. So, like, there are those out there that think the Bengals won the game on that day. Sure. They were the better team on that day, but... I might want to wait three weeks. If they win the Super Bowl, they're going to move past the Bills. Right? Yeah, they should. They should move back. The Chiefs and the Bills are the co-favorites. How could they not be if they beat the Bills once and on the road yeah. and then the Chiefs twice right. in the same season? Yeah, wouldn't they have to? Yeah, I think, yeah. It's almost weird, though, that they're not already there. Well, the Bengals are somehow able to be awesome, and they're favored in Kansas City now. Yeah, they're minus one and a half. Hmm. And uh, that, might, that, might, that might go up. Eighty nine percent of the money I saw this morning is on the Bengals. So they could they could they be a three point favorite in, in Kansas City? We'll see what happens if You Ma- on them even if that line goes up even more? Yeah. Hmm. They're the Bills right now of last year. They're playing so well. Yeah, they haven't lost since like week eight. Yeah. Danielle in Orchard Park. Good morning, Danielle. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Hi, I just want to talk about um, Leslie Frazier. Um, I'm not disputing he's a great um, defensive coordinator, but my question is, is he enough? Do we have enough of an aggressive defense? When I look at three of the four teams that are left in the Super Bowl race here, uh, especially Eagles and 49ers, I just see a lights-out, super aggressive defense. And when it comes to really good teams, I'm just not seeing that from Buffalo. Yeah, if you, Danielle, did you hear our conversation with Joe Marino from this morning? At eight, I did not. I would well if you can. I'll give you the a quick recap on one of the things that he said about Frazier that I found interesting. You know the Bills, the Bills have had a defense of the last five six years that has been excellent at betting you can't beat them consistently. Right mm-hmm. where they've got Tre'Davious White, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer back there, a, a rotating second cornerback. Their defensive line has been 
before this year, good, not great. They're linebackers. You could make the case are great. Milano and Edmonds. You've got whatever. The entire defense has been talented. And the Bills' philosophy is we bet you can't consistently beat us 12 play drives and, in the process, keep up with our offense. And that has been a good bet. Right. And then what happened this year? Well, you lost Jordan Poyer for parts of the season, Micah Hyde for all of the season, basically. Tredavious White not in peak form. Your defensive line was I'm, I'm in shambles might be too much, but Von Miller, who's supposed to be out there, he's not available. Jordan Phillips can't raise his arm because he's got a torn rotator cuff. I've got Daquan Jones missing from that game as well. Yeah. Throughout the season, every player on the defense missed time. The corner two position wasn't as reliable as they probably wanted it to be. Like If they got last year's personnel... I bet the defense is fine. But they relied on it, and cracks started to form. And there wasn't enough of an adjustment. The Bills don't really spend too much time, this is a little bit of Joe's take, taking something away. Make Instead of short passing game, go ahead and beat us with your short passing game, uh-huh. take away, focus on something, and take away something that the other team does. And that they kind of don't do that. that. Their identity has been to just bet on themselves you can't consistently beat us. And they've been right a lot about that. I'll also, this is not going to be in line with, I think, anything the coach ever thinks. This this head coach. But I will continue to approach this as, when you your defense can be as good as you can make it. And when you play teams like the Chiefs and the Bengals, they are going to get their points. The Bills are, for five years, the best pass defense in football. When they play the Chiefs, they get their points. When they play the Bengals... Now you can include that in. They get their points, and but is that? And I've felt that way too. Is that true of every team? When Lou Anarumo plays the Bills, what happened? They didn't get their points. Mm-hmm. When he plays the the Chiefs, what happens? They don't get their points. He basically shut them out in the second half last how, season. How likely am I think I'm able to replicate that though? How special is what Cincinnati has right now for that? Because nobody else is doing that. No, that's right. That's right, that most of the time... Well, okay, how easy is that to replicate? The Jets have done it. The Jets play the Bills, and the Bills do not get their points. Mm -hmm. The Bills... I just think the Bills became a lot more defendable this year. But but that's the thing. To me, if their offense is scoring points, then if their offense was working to, to the point where we thought it could, if they had had the receivers to do it, or the play calling to do it at times, they... Was was the Jets, did they figure out how to stop teams like the Bills? Or were the Bills imperfect? Were the Bills a team offensively capable of beating up on the bad defenses, yeah. but when they played an elite defense, they were, being, they were capable of being stopped? Well, to me, I would just want to become an offense that is, you're so good that the Bengals defense and the Jets defense, like they can do as well as anybody, but you're still going to find your way to 30. Right. The Bills used to be a team that... They would beat you any number of ways, and they then became a team this year that felt a little bit more like Allen might have to go superhuman to beat you. It felt like there was a blueprint this year. A little bit. And the Dolphins took their chances. They had, they, you know, men had the personnel to do it the same way. To me, the best example is the Jets. Robert Salah and the Jets played the Bills well twice. And if they had a quarterback, they might have gone 2-0 against the Bills. And when he left here after they lost that game and said, we'll see them again, he didn't. His team didn't no. make the playoffs. Their quarterback stinks. But I fully believe that when it comes to defending the Bills, like Belichick still doesn't have the answers. The no. Bills do, no. does not have the answers. <laughs> but 
Robert Salah does. And, so, and Lou Anaromo, I think he does have answers for this Bills offense. And that's why a lot of this about the Bills getting a new another weapon, that's why the coordinator conversation, I think, is never off limits. I'm not telling you they have to change it, but if you don't like the way that it's going, just change. And if Joe Brady leaves and takes an offensive coordinator job with the Chargers or the Jets, maybe it becomes a little tougher because now the most obvious replacement for Dorsey would be gone and, you know, what do you feel at? like you then have an in-house candidate? Yeah, I don't know. I just think they need better answers on offense, and that comes from a skill standpoint and from a, a scheme standpoint. Josh Allen has been named a finalist for the NFL MVP. Yep. Your five candidates, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Justin Jefferson. Okay. Allen is not going to win this. No. Mah- right? Mahomes is going to Mahomes win this. Mahomes is going to win that. Yeah. Not 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 a lot of drama, I don't think. I don't think so either. And who's going to win it? Coach, Any, who's the sixth guy there? The sixth guy there's at one point it would end Tyreek Hill or Tua. Um, the sixth guy there. Give me Micah Parsons. Hmm. Give okay. me give one defensive player. Can I have <laughs> one? Give Nick. me on all right, I got a better one. Give me Sauce Gardner. Sauce I was surprised he wasn't a defensive player of the year. Nominee. How could he not be? Yeah, Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Give me one defensive player for MVP. Just one. Uh huh. The NFL should take these votes and take out the fifth place offensive guy and put the top defensive guy in there just to give defense a nod. Well, are you going to take the non quarterback away? Because then Justin Jefferson is he not the fifth guy? He is the fifth guy. I'm not sure he would have finished fifth. You think he might finish higher than fifth? I think he could have finished higher than Burrow. Yeah. Jefferson, I think he might have could have finished higher than Allen too. Yeah, he could have finished higher than Hurts. Quarterback award though, it is a quarterback award. I feel like Justin Jefferson being a finalist is a win because it's a non-quarterback. Who's the quarterback that should be in there? That's not there. There was there any? Like I, I don't think so. I, nobody. There's no who who had a who had an incredible year at quarterback other than the four guys that are mentioned. Like Tua did, but he got hurt. And it, it tailed off a little bit at the end. Yeah. Even when he was in there. Um, past that, like, did we even have a conversation about a single guy? Lamar Jackson, maybe right away at the beginning of the season, but he got hurt. Yep. So that didn't And he happen. started playing really poorly, too. And he played poorly. Down the stretch. So, yeah. no, I think, I think this was it. I don't think there's another quarterback at all. Max in Rochester. What's up, Max? Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, I want, to, I want to preface, I have a little criticism of Dorsey, um, but I want to say, like, hey, I was one of the people, one of the many banging the drum for him to be the coordinator when Dayball left. Uh, and having the number two offense is, is pretty good. So we got that. But, but what concerned me was the lack of improvement uh, over the year. It seemed like uh, that he never had, like, a fingerprint on a game. It just turned into – hey, we're going to run this this offense and see if Josh can figure something out. Um, there were multiple times, I haven't heard other people bring it up, but I noticed that there were multiple times this year where you'd see two receivers in the same area. And I'm like, how, how does that continue to happen? It happened in the Dolphins playoff game, too, on a completion. But um, anyway, so that was concerning. But I do think the solution is if we could really invest in a top-notch offensive line, that makes everybody better. It makes Josh better. It makes Gabe Davis better. It gives him more time. Um, so that would be, going forward, that would be my hope. I know it's not 
sexy, but like to to really put as much capital as you can into addressing the offensive line, I think will solve everything. The AFC East is going to be a meat grinder, especially if the if the Jets can get a quarterback. So, anyway, thanks you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Max. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to fight you on the idea of the line getting better. Right. We'll take that, but, all, how, but how much better? And at the expense of what else? Right. Am I and you know can I can I find where am I more likely to find a game changer? Is it first round receiver, second round receiver, first round line, third round receiver? You know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. My, my biggest criticism of the Bills this off season, this entire this last off season was, I thought receiver was a need the whole time, the whole time, and they, they signed Jameson Crowder. They saw, they, and. On the outside, specifically. They needed someone on the outside. They didn't do anything there. No, and their their third receiver on the outside was Jake Kumaro. Right. So, I mean, it'll be a lot of saying all the sexy answers at receiver as I pound the table in here, but as long as they address it and get better at it and give themselves the option to be great at the position, yeah, then that's a win. I can't tell you the first-round receiver is going to be better than the third-round guy. That doesn't always happen that way. But, yeah, online, I just wouldn't go too far. They're like, like your reaction, if they if they moved up ten spots to draft a tackle in the first round. Okay, <laughs> my first thought is okay. At least it's not a guard, right? You okay. know, tackle's more important, right? One reason to do that is, and that's the other thing is, do they want to change a lot of their their tendencies? They have treated they have treated guard mm-hmm. on this team. Oh, like it's like like it's trying kicker. to think of something in your life that you just kind of rotate in and like. Like, I treat hats. Like, you know. <laughs> sure. I just wear a different one every day. Yeah. And I like them all. But today I'm going to wear this hat. Yeah. And next year I'm going to have these guards. Whether that's Roger Saffold and John Feliciano or... Quentin Spain. Yeah, just... How many different guards have they had? Like, Bodker. How many... Have they had 10 guards start in the last five years at different points in time? Yeah. I, the the other thing, too, and though, did, on a line... Just it, real quick, didn't they draft Cody Ford to be a tackle? They drafted Cody Ford to be a tackle. And then he moved him to guard. Yep. I... The reason... Part of the reason why receiver, though, is above O-line for me is I still feel like this quarterback is as good as anybody in the league at escaping pressure, buying time with his feet, and creating time to throw. That off structured, off structured stuff that happens. There was a play that I think it was it wasn't wasn't yards per pass. Somebody tweeted the play of Allen Saffold getting beat immediately off the line of scrimmage against the Bengals on Sunday. Like the tackle, oh man, that's just a bad one. Blows right by him. Watch, watch though the timing of that video from the point in which Saffold gets beat. To when Allen escapes the pocket and finally pulls the ball down to realize I got to run for a yard here, six seconds, and the route concepts might not have worked great for this play because there might only be one or two guys on that side of the field. But Allen bought six seconds, scrambling to the right, <laughs> yeah. and there's no one to throw to. Like to me, on some level, this quarterback can manage a poor offensive line as well as any quarterback in football. But you got to have one of two things for me, because right now they have. A receiving group that does not get open consistently, and an offensive line that gets beat quickly. One of the two. I don't need both, but either give me an O line that's going to give him all day to throw, and then he can scramble two, and now the receivers have 10 seconds to get open, or this would be my preference just get receivers that get open within three seconds. 
And now my O-line, it doesn't matter. How good was how good was the Bengals' O-line, really, personnel-wise, on Sunday? It got hidden yeah. because Burrow got the ball out in two and a half seconds. And because the Bills gave their receivers that, a nine-yard cushion. That, that too. <laughs> but part of that yeah. cush, reason for that cushion is they're intimidated by the skill of Chase, Boyd, and Higgins. And all three of those guys are capable of both getting open quick and will push the coverage back because they are so dangerous. 803 0550. Oh, Tom. Hey, whoa, Tom. You there? Tom's not only got his radio up, he's got it way up. Hey, Bill, go ahead, Bill. Listen, my question is you guys are all over this topic, and it's a great show. Thanks for doing it. Uh, Dorsey, should he get credit for off script plays? It seems like 70% of our offensive plays are Josh running for his life. They like to preach that the Bills have good offensive numbers. They have good offensive numbers because Josh can run for his life and make a play. Should Dorsey get credit for that? I do wonder. How many of his plays are on script? I wonder how much he thinks about that. Nate tweeted this out. It, it might have been the play that Allen throws it to Gabe Davis on the sideline, the great catch. And from the All-22 look, it's Singletary short and four guys running straight. It's like it's four verticals. Yep. And my I did think in that moment... Is that a play Dorsey calls to think Allen's going to get away from this and I'm going to have four guys working their way back to the football? Or is he doing that just to throw the ball deep? Like, is there any notion ever that he's calling a play of when Allen escapes, when he gets buys time and, get, and gets away, all of these guys are going to be in the right position for an off-structure play? It's a great question. Because I have no idea what the answer is. Bill, it's a great question about off-schedule stuff. Right, like, number two offense in the NFL. Yeah. Your quarterback's a freak show. You should roll out of bed ninth. Right. <laughs> right. How hard would it be? Where did they finish? Like third in yards per play this year? How hard is it to not finish in the top five? I mean, your quarterback? Right. I'm not saying absolutely anybody could do it. I'm not saying I could do it or you could do it. But what would they finish if you were calling plays? Madden uh, plays. Would they be in the top half of the league? Josh would be his own coordinator. <laughs> right. Right. You, you let me know what you want to do. Um, but, you know, like, if Joe Brady's the offensive coordinator instead of Dorsey, do they finish second? They finish, It's not like they finished 23rd. Do they finish fourth instead of third? Maybe. It's not even – it's not to get after Dorsey. It's just to say the standards should be – like, Brian Dable having a really good offense and resurrecting Daniel Jones' career is an accomplishment. People didn't think much of Jones. Yeah. Not, not everybody could get Daniel Jones to be a very efficient passer and use his legs in such a good way. And Brock Purdy – Right, like Kyle Shanahan. Hey, Mister Undraft. I'm sorry, not undrafted. Mister Irrelevant rookie walks in and starts leading the league in yards per play and passing efficiency. Something tells me Kyle Shanahan is pretty darn good at this. Mm -hmm. I have Josh Allen, and if most of my plays, especially in the second half of the season, are rolling. These these plays where he rolls all the way to the right and then throws it back and hits James Cook and we're all like, wow, can you believe what Allen does? That goes on their red zone stats, and their red zone stats are consistently pointed to as how Ken Dorsey's doing a really good job. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying he's not doing a good job, but when Allen makes a play like that, is that hand up? Good is, call any, is any of that on Dorsey? Is good call, Ken. Is that a good call? Yeah. Maybe. I think it's a totally fair question, Bill, that you that you bring up. So thanks for thanks for calling in. Thanks for bringing that up. Because yeah, sometimes it seems like the Bills' schedule is to get off schedule. 
Right. Hey, here's the play. You guys go do some stuff. Josh is going to roll out, and that's when the play starts. Right. That, right. The play starts at the five-second mark. Yeah. Extendo Sports. We'll close things out and uh, get you out to the Extra Point Show with Sal and Joe as well here on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. All right, very quickly, I have an NFL stat for you. This came from Scott Spratt, who is uh, with Football Outsiders, mm-hmm. ESPN Pro Football Focus. Basically, uh, Bucks rookie Rashad White. Ooh, I like Rashad White. Pass catcher, right? Yes. Route participation. Rashad White's route participation was fifth highest among regular running backs. And this gets to like how often were these players involved in a route. Yep. He, by the way, I think was the first running back picked after James Cook. Okay. In this past draft, third round. So he got 50%. Yeah. Jarek McKinnon was number one. DeAndre Swift, Leonard Fournette, James mm-hmm. Conner, Rashad White. Anyway, Singletary is ninth. Wow. Eighth. Singletary's eighth. It is one of the mysteries of this offense. They All these pass-catching backs, and the guy that cost the most was, was the guy that they didn't think could be a pass-catching back. Right. And the guy that, I mean, can, he's not that great at it. Like, yeah. any efficiency metric you look at for that, like, he's never really been that great at it um i can find the section in james cook very quickly so do you have the percentages in front like what singletary's is or yes. just say by ranking 47 percent. 47 percent. okay here we go james cook route participation rate 18.8 percent. that was 69th among all running backs now route participation that means that means routes run per team pass play okay so the bills called a thousand pass plays james cook ran around on 180 yeah and Devin Singletary ran around on 470. Yes. Not great. No, nearly three times as many. <laughs> who, ra- le- who leads them in routes next year running back? I mean... Is Hines the answer? I can't even listen to Hines until they restructure him. <laughs> yeah. they, could, they could save $5 million by, I mean, cutting, they're, they're, by cutting Naheem Hines. But they're not going to cut him the way Bean sounded yesterday, right? They, they, like Bean mentioned him the first name they got to about weapons and like talking about next year. Like he, Hines was the go-to. It's got to be a restructure. It's got to be a restructure. You're they, right. They can save $5 million. Yeah, they can't pay him more than Austin Eckler. No. <laughs> and Singletary can't come back as his market value is $5 million. Right. The NHL announced their skills contest for All-Star Weekend. Okay. Did you see this? A lot of the, the normal ones. Tage Thompson maybe will participate in like hardest shot. You got accuracy. You got shootout. What about tallest player? Is there a competition for I that? I don't see that. He probably would do pretty well at that. Fastest skater, of course. Also, new event this year. In Florida, remember. Pitch and puck. Using a combination of hockey and golf shots, six NHL All-Stars will play a par-4 course featuring an island green. Lowest score wins the competition. If there's a tie, a longest drive will determine the winner. They did not describe, though, what a combination of hockey and golf shots means. Yeah. Like, are they going to play the golf course with with hockey sticks? That is a good question. Ooh, okay. Like, are they going to take slap shots off the tee? I think you wouldn't take a slap shot. I think you would be more likely to, yeah, set somebody up on a tee, and then how far could an NHL player rifle, like, your clearing attempt? Yeah. You could get that... What? what? What, 100 yards? I think so. Neighborhood, maybe even more if you really wanted to. Uh-huh. How far could a guy rip it? Or 
Sure, if it's an elevated, this should be the entire All Star game. By the way, I'm going to watch this. The, this the, just the golf. Yes. Yeah. More celebrity golf on TV would be much better. Yeah. It is golf season. It is. We're both golfing we're, today. We're both playing as golf today. It snows outside for the third consecutive hour. I'm, I'll consider it a success if I don't get hurt. My first gol- <laughs> golf swing since October. I walk around the, the the building and I'm sore, tight from winter. So if I don't get hurt, it's a win. Extra point show. Sal and Joe on the way here on WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.